Call to the Booth has partnered with Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can catch all this dope content all off season, all season. I can't wait. Me and Harrison excited. We back. We ready. It's draft season. Man, I love draft season, man. We talking quarterbacks, and I got my top 10. Paul, drop that beat. This is Cole to the Booth. I'm Harrison Sanford. That's Akeem Tlaib. We are excited to get started again for this 2021 offseason, and we partner with Blue Wire. We'll be bringing you dope content, betting angles, fantasy football, insight, a couple jokes here and there too, all partnered with the Blue Wire Network with Akeem Tlaib. Uh, before we get into our big draft preview, which will be having shows, at least four shows, leading into the NFL draft, we're going to start with quarterbacks today. Which brings me to uh, a key back in 2009. You were on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they drafted a rookie quarterback. Uh, what were your feelings when you were actually brought into the office, apparently, to talk about Josh Freeman? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember I remember Raheem Morris, Mark Dominic, the GM at the time. They they called me to the office and they asked me, does, does Josh Freeman have that it factor, man? Did, when you played against him in college, did you feel like you was playing like a, a NFL caliber quarterback? So my first my first thought was no, right? I mean, you're always supposed to go with your first mind, right? But I, I, I my first thought was no. I ain't really feel like that. But I kind of sat back and said, let me think about it, man. I, I thought about some of the throws he made against us. I thought about his his legs, his running ability. I thought about uh his size, man, and how that would translate to the NFL. So I told him, yeah. I told him, yeah, man, I think. With the right coaching, man, with the right weapons around him, man, he definitely could be, you know, a problem in the league. So, you know, they went on to draft him. And I think when he got there, man, uh, they didn't see that work ethic. They didn't see the work ethic that that they thought he had to come in and be, you know, start maybe third, fourth game. He ended up starting maybe like eighth or ninth game. But uh I think when he came in, he he didn't have what it, he he didn't have that work ethic like in the classroom and stuff. I think but when he came in and he got in the game. What they what they drafted him for, that kind of started coming out, man. He created extra time. He threw the ball downfield good. And the next year, 2010, I think he probably had his best season, man. He had a pretty decent season. I think we went like 10 and 6. And and when he tell his kids about his NFL career, he'll be telling them about that 10, 2010 season. So uh, Raheem ever pull you to the side, like, hey, old kid. So you told me this guy had the it factor. <laughs> like, nah. I thought you, thought you said he was the one. Nah, <laughs> nah, I know. I was never asked about Josh Freeman again, but man, he just. I think. I think Josh. I saw. I realized how important it was to to be a quarterback. How much you had to do to be a quarterback in the NFL. Once I was around. Once I seen Josh up close and personal, because he put time in, man. But he liked. He loved. He loved to have fun. He definitely had his fun. And I don't think outside of the, the building, he put a lot of time in into being a quarterback. So, I mean, it caught up to you, man. You're not in the league no more. He didn't play too long. So, that's when I really realized how much work NFL quarterbacks has to do. A lot of quarterbacks on the board for the first round, potentially up to five, maybe even six, uh, going to be going in that first round for the NFL draft. And so, these guys will have to put a lot of work in to solidify or prove uh, their GM's right. First and foremost, we've been hearing about this guy now for a couple of years, Trevor Lawrence with the Clemson Tigers. They say he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Akeem, you agree with that one? 
I definitely agree with that one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, man, we know. I know who this guy was since he was about seventeen years old. Man, just you know, knowing knowing football, watching Netflix, YouTube, whatever. But uh, he definitely, definitely, probably the most NFL ready right now guy out of all, out of the bunch. Man, he could he could run, super strong arm, and he got that winability. Man, the guy win games everywhere he go. So. You've been able to see him. Scouts been talking about him for a while. It's very hard, as, as you said, one of the best prospects since Andrew Luck, if not the best prospect since Andrew Luck. What right. is the one thing that would be a cause for concern for you? Ooh. Mm. I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of weaknesses there, in my opinion. But if anything, I would say cause for concern is when you're the best player, you're number one pick. You join the worst team, so you're going to have a lot of work to do, man. You're going to have to put that team on his shoulders. He's going to have to make a lot of plays with his legs. And, and if it was anything that was concerning to me, because if you get you put this guy with, like, let's just say anybody with, like, a, a, a cool, decent team with, like, Washington or, like, Dallas or somebody, oh, man, he's going to go crazy. You put him with the Jags, he got some work to do, so I'll say that. As somebody who's been in the league for a long time, obviously a, a highly decorated player, do you have any – what are your thoughts about him joining up with a college head coach in Urban Meyer to start his NFL career? Some might say it could help because it might be have more system familiarity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Urban Meyer knows him well, but at the same time, they're both coming to the big leagues uh, new to this. Yeah, they both they both would be new to this, man. But I think I think if you if you run the the caliber of programs Urban Meyer ran, man. I think you definitely ready for the NFL, man. You know how to handle guys. You know how to handle big-time guys. You know what I'm saying? So I think they'll be ready. I think it's good for each other. I think just that, like you said, that system familiarity would be good for them. So, so the terminology would be, you know what I'm saying, it'll it, be, it be there for them. It, it won't be that hard for them to learn. So I think Irvin Meyer being his first NFL head coach is a perfect situation for him. All right, so we know the deal with Trevor Lawrence. We know he's going to the Jaguars, or at least we assume. It could be a – you never know. But we all mm -hmm. assume that's going to happen. Who's your number two quarterback on the board? Number two is the, is the guy who we know just as long as we know Trevor Lawrence is Justin Fields. He's the second-best quarterback, man. Big-time stage he played on. Uh, he can make all the throws. He create time with his legs. Justin Fields, my number two. Why are we hearing about Mac Jones? Why are we hearing about Trey Lance over Justin Fields? We've again, you're right. Justin Fields played for the more prominent program. He seems like he has the skill set to be uh, one of the top quarterbacks. Why are we hearing about Trey Lance and Mac Jones above him? Zach Wilson too, and, but, Zach, uh, and, Zach, and Zach Wilson. Yeah, sorry, Zach yes. Wilson too. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's just the old state curse, man. Old state quarterback curse, man. The quarterbacks don't necessarily do good when they come out of there. So, you know, teams are just – teams and media, people who we hearing these stories from, they just, you know, they, they second-guess themselves when a the quarterback comes from old state, man. But I think Justin Fields different. We ain't know them other quarterbacks as long as we knew him. We knew this guy since high school, man. People like Cam. Cam got a video out there saying, man, this was one of the best quarterbacks. He's seen it live, 7-on-7 seven seven or whatever. But uh, this guy been playing big-time football, carry yourself like a pro already. And uh, I'm not one of those media guys who put, them, who put those other quarterbacks in front of him. 
We've seen guys like uh, Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones recently, JT Barrett. Those are the yeah. recent run of Ohio State quarterbacks. All didn't really pan out as uh, some teams would have liked or some fan bases would have liked. All right, so that's number one. Number two, who's your number three quarterback on the board? Number three, Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson, man, he got that that it factor, man, that, that confidence that he going to make the play, he going to win the game, whether it's, whether it's his legs, it's his arm. Uh, and I think I think he got he got that that it that shit that feed throughout the locker room, man. Guys, it's contagious. Guys, that that rub off on guys, and man, next thing you know, your team is on fire, right? So that's what I think the Jets feel about him. They, I mean, Justin Fields got that too. He got that too. But like I said, he he coming from somewhere where guys who had that it, it didn't translate to the league at his position. So. Uh, I think the Jets is in love with him, man. So I think he might go before Justin Fields, but on my list, he's number three. I would, I, I want to talk about the Jets and their pursuit of a quarterback. Now that it's obviously Sam Darnold's no longer there, he's with the Carolina Panthers, but I do want to discuss the unique position that they're in. Uh, Trey Lance, is he number four? Trey Lance is number five on my list, man. I got okay. Mac Jones number four. There we go. Okay, why is and, he number four? And I put Mac Jones number four because, man. It's it's easy to say you can plug anybody in the Alabama system and they're going to throw for 5,040 touchdowns, right? But it's harder than it looked, man. And if you see some of the throws that he make, some of the checks that he make, man, it's, it's, it's NFL-ready, man. So in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence is the, the most NFL-ready. And second is Mac Jones, in my opinion. I think he gonna, he, he, he's ready for the league right now, man. And uh, he come from a pro-style kind of offense. And the throws that he makes, it's, it's different when guys, if, if you throw the ball one step behind a guy, man, that's the difference between a touchdown and a tackle. So the game of football is, is, is inches. It's so close. And when the quarterback hit receivers in stride and them guys don't have to break stride, that's hard to do, man. You don't find a lot of quarterbacks who could do that. And you see that over and over and over again when you watch Mac Jones. Trey Lance, why why'd you got him at number five? And Trey Lance, I just think uh, he, he played the less football out of all these guys, man. He probably threw the less football out of all these guys. So, man, he did a lot with his legs. You know, we, we, we see running quarterbacks in the NFL. We see how they translate. Uh, I, think it, I think it will help him. He's going to come to the league. He's going he gonna to run the ball good. But he's going to have to throw the ball as well. You know what I'm saying? He gonna have to, he, he's definitely going to have to throw, more than, throw for more than 170 yards a game like he did in 2019. So, just the, the least amount of QB experience, in my opinion, but uh, a great upside, though. Uh, let's give me uh, uh, I'm painting a picture here. The year yeah. is 2021. Uh, somehow, magically, you're about four or five years younger. You just, you're Benjamin Button out here. You're reversing time. You got yes, young legs, and all of a sudden, you're on the NFL field again, playing, not just commentating on the game. Which one of those five quarterbacks you most likely to get a pick six on? Probably, probably Trey we'll give Lance. Give you a nice, he, yeah, probably Trey Lance. He probably he probably seen the less football, man. So you know, we'll probably be able to disguise something, or he think I'm off. He really think I'm in cover three or something, or really I'm in cover two or two man. I could break up. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's seen the less, he's seen the less football. We could we probably can confuse him a little bit. Uh, best trash talk you gave to a younger QB? <laughs> I don't really talk to the QBs, Harrison. 
I might look at him and smile at him or something and say what's up to him after the game, tell him good game. But I don't really talk to the QBs, man. I I, I talk to them wideouts. Okay. I would If I was in your position, I definitely would have talked to the, a QB or two. If they I, gotta if be I, so, they, they got so much going on. If you say something to them, they probably ah, they probably don't they don't pay you too much mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's they be locked in. It's hard to it's hard to talk to them. So I just talk to the wideouts. All right, fair enough. We got to get your top ten, at least version one. There might we might have multiple versions of this. Right. Who knows what happens? Top ten in the NFL draft. Akeem makes his picks. Yo, yo, this Keenan Allen. This is Jared Goff. Devin McCourty here alongside my guy, Jason McCourty on the other side. Yo, this is Tyron Matthew, and you know I had to make the call to the booth. You know how to make that call to the booth from my guy, Keith Tlaib. We're back with more call to the booth. That's a Keith Tlaib. I'm Harrison Sanford. We're going to run through the top 10 of the NFL draft, version one of our mock draft. Uh, but before we do that, Akeem, what team that's not in this top 10 needs to make a trade? Because we're going to see trades to get into that top 10 so they can make sure they get that top-tier talent. <laughs> uh, all right, so in my top 10, I don't have no trades, right? But mm -hmm. I think I think the Patriots should slide to number four if they want to get a quarter. If they want to get in this, in this draft, man, it's one of the best drafts to me, all positions. So if they want to get one of these quarterbacks of the future, I think the Patriots, call Atlanta, see what's up. So if you're the Patriots, you have to, you can't, you can't, you, you don't run the risk of waiting to your pick. Uh, no, I know. I'm saying, I'm saying out of somebody who's not in the top 10. Yeah. If, if one of them teams, if they should, they, if they don't, they got cam. You know what I'm saying? They, they still got cam. They got cam for this year. But you know, if, if it was one team who I'm like, man, if, if they got one of these quarterbacks, they really set for the future. I think it's the Patriots, man. They should they should slide in this in this top five and get one of these guys. I, I've seen some chatter on uh, Broncos boards about them potentially even moving up higher to get the quarterback Broncos that they might too. like. But Broncos, well, yeah, well, the Broncos in the top. Team, already, you know what I'm saying, yeah, so, they're already yeah. in. The, yeah, they're they're already at nine, but who knows what they might be able to get there. All right. So with that being said, let's get to it. Number one, I'm assuming is Trevor Lawrence. Easy, easy call. Trevor Lawrence, man. Jags need a quarterback for sure. Uh, they need, they need, a, they need some wideouts. They need some a, a tackle, but uh, they need a couple more things. But, but first and foremost, they gotta get uh, Trevor Lawrence, and he's probably the best player in the draft. So definitely Trevor Lawrence, number one. James Robinson, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones Jr. could be a, a, a nice court, nice little trio of uh, playmakers for Trevor Lawrence. All right, number two. Number two, I think the. Uh, Number two, I think the Jets, uh, they're going to go Zach Wilson just because, like I said, I think they like his it factor, man. They like they like how he how he, how his energy spreads throughout the locker room, man. He a, he a positive, excited about football, super athletic quarterback, man. And he, he'll make their team better. He'll be good for the media, man. He's just a, a good player to have on your team. And I think uh, for that reason, the Jets going to go Zach Wilson, number two. Crazy to crazy to think that the Jimmy G era might be over in San Francisco as it feels like it was just popping off. Well, it was just two years ago. Uh, who you got with them going number three? Well, I don't I don't think it's gonna be over. I don't think it's gonna be over. But I do have them picking Mac Jones at three. Now I think they like Jimmy G, you know, but but also they gotta protect themselves because he get hurt. He played as many games as he missed. So 
Jimmy get hurt. It's just it ain't it ain't no secret, right? So I think they want to kind of have a backup plan there. And if Jimmy G do play all sixteen, I think they'll love that, and they'll love to have Mac Jones learn from him and and have him for their future. So I got the Niners going Mac Jones at uh at number three. They in love with that accuracy, man. They in love with that accuracy. So I got them going to the Niners at number three. Atlanta Falcons at number four. The Falcons at number four. Now if nobody don't trade. If nobody don't come with a great trade and, and, and jump in this number four spot, man, I don't think I don't think Atlanta can let Justin Fields go pot go by. So you know he a Georgia guy. Matt Ryan is my age. He's thirty five years old. He, he I mean he's not gonna play that much longer. So with with that young with that young offense that they have, man, you got you got great receivers there. I don't know how long Julio gonna be there, but. Man, you got great receivers there. I think I don't think they can let Justin Fields go by. So I got Atlanta not getting what they want through a trade, having a pretty solid team right now, protect their future, man. You can't let a guy like Justin Fields go past. Number four, Justin Fields to Atlanta. The first team that really doesn't need a quarterback is the future. They got Joe Burrow. Cincinnati Bengals at number five. Cincinnati Bengals at number five. So now with this pick, you want to go about it one or two ways, right? You want to get you a, a, a dominant, immediate starter for Burrow, for Joe Burrow, and you want to get him like a Jamar Chase, somebody who's going to jump in, be a, a, a number one receiver out the gate, somebody who he got good chemistry with. He know he can go up top to, to uh, Chase, Jamar Chase all day long. Or you want to go about it and, and just say, I'm drafting somebody who I know going to be a 10 to 15-year starter for me, and you go Sewell. I think you go the best of both worlds and you go Kyle Pitts. I think the Bengals go Kyle Pitts at number five because now you got an immediate starter, a dominant weapon for Joe Burrow, and you got somebody who's going to be a 10-year starter for you because how this game going, how the NFL is going right now, man, Kyle Pitts, he's the new Kelsey slash Wallers type of receiver slash Kittles type of receiver slash tight end guy, and he's going to be a starter for the next 10 years, man. He's He is the... The the gym probably him and and Panay Sewell is the is probably the gems of the, of the draft not non quarterbacks but I go I go Kyle Pitts to the Bengals they kind of check both boxes with that pick. yeah you, yeah you you almost got me there all right good one uh, I thought you were gonna go in on Sewell but with that being said where do you put Sewell at six now for the Miami Dolphins exactly I think with uh Fuller coming in man you got Devontae Parker. Uh, you even got, you even got, uh, they third receiver, number 18. I can't think of his name right now, but man, he's a dog too, man. So they got three good receivers out there and, uh, you got a run game, man. You got a quarterback. Your defense is good. This is a good corner draft too. You got two good corners already, two, six, two corners or six, one, six, two corners already. So I think you go with the starter, somebody who's going to be a starter for you and he's going to crank your run game and your pass game up. Uh, Preston Williams, Preston Williams, that's that number three mm-hmm. receiver. But uh, uh, you got to go Panay Sewell at number six, man, just to shore up that line. They already got a left tackle there, man, but, hey, somebody got to go play the right, man. If you have both of them dogs in there, both of them tackles in there, man, you can't go wrong with two dog tackles, man. So so it'll make their offense that much better. Uh, speaking of holes at certain positions, uh, the Lions – have Jared Goff now at quarterback, but man, that wide receiver position, it's not ideal. 
Uh, are you filling that hole with somebody with the number seven pick? Definitely, definitely got to go Jamar Chase, man. Get somebody uh, for JG to throw the rock to, man. You 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 lost both of your receivers. Uh, you pretty you just pretty solid on the O line, man. You got backs, you know. You got you brought in Dunbar at the corner. You got Jeff at the other corner, man. You solid at your at your edge rushers. You pretty you you got a pretty solid team on paper, man. So JG definitely gonna need somebody to throw the ball to. And I think you're going to be surprised. If they get Jamar Chase, I think you're going to be surprised at what JG get to do, at, at what JG does with that with that Lions offense. All right, so let's jump to the number eight pick. Carolina Panthers just picked up Sam Darnold. What are they doing to help him? Man, I think they do what everybody said he 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 didn't have, man. They they, they want to give him a bunch of weapons so they can say this, to, this is the, the most weapons uh, Sam Darnold ever had. They want to give him the ultimate opportunity to, to succeed. So you go Devontae Smith with this pick, man. Devontae Smith is not one of them wide outs that you want to pass up. Uh, him and Jamar Chase, I think they're going to be the A.J. and Julio of this draft, man. They're going to be immediate starters, and they're going to have immediate impact. So I know I know the Panthers got wide outs. They got Roby. They got uh, D.J., but uh, – Devontae Smith is not a guy you want to pass up, man. And they, they got good O-line Slater still out there, but I think their tackles are solid. They got they got solid tackles, man, so they don't have to go tackle what they pick. I think they go Devontae Smith, give, give uh, Sam Darner the extra weapon. If you look at that division, obviously the Bucks are the cream of the division, but with no Drew Brees, uh, we don't know how things are going to work out in Atlanta. That offensive attack could be lethal because you got Christian McCaffrey coming back in, as you referenced, yeah. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, that could be a potent offense. You're right. Darnold will finally have his weapons that he did not have for the New York Jets. All right, let's go to number nine, your team, uh, one of the teams you played for at least, the Denver Broncos. Who they? Who should they take? Now, Denver Broncos, this is an interesting pick. Now, now I think Trey Lance will be on the board when, uh, when the Broncos pick, but do they pick him? I don't know. It's 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 tough, man. I it's you kind of saying Trey Lance or Drew Lock, and in my opinion, man, I'm a ride with Drew Lock. I'm a ride with Drew Lock. I ain't seen enough from Trey Lance, and in my offense, the the style of offense that I'm trying to run, I feel like it, it fits Drew Lock mode. It fits his mode a little bit better. So with the number nine pick, I think the Broncos, they go uh, Michael Parsons. I think they go Michael Parsons. They get a playmaker in the middle. Now you got a Justin Simmons on the back end. You got Chubb, Vaughn up front. And they and come on now. They won the chip with the 2015 defense, man. So you know, in the back of John Elway mind, he won a cranked up defense, man. They brought some corners in. You could go corner with this pick, but I think, I think watching the Super Bowl, you saw how the Bucks linebackers really controlled that game. He got to deal with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Twice a year, you gotta you, you gotta go through the Chiefs to win, go to Super Bowl or whatever, make the tournament or win a division or whatever. You gotta go through the Chiefs, and I think he's seen how athletic, physical, great tackling linebackers can really affect the Chiefs' defense, man. So I think you started Michael Parsons. Hey, he'll help you beat them Chiefs, and that's what the Broncos gotta do. So you go pick. So for pick number nine, you went defense. I feel to close out the top ten, you're gonna go back to defense with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to stay on the defensive side with the Cowboys. I'm going to go uh, Pat Sertain Jr., and I think they're going to bring him in and kind of play that Sherman kind of role for Dan Quinn defense. You know, they finna run a whole new defense. Uh, they got corners, though, man. That's why I was kind of hesitant to make this pick because they got my dog Diggs and they got my dog uh, Anthony Brown. 
But I think, man, Dan Quinn is not going to let – he's not going to let them pass up certain and run his defense, man. And also, Anthony Brown could play a lot of nickel. He can go inside and he could play, so you still can have him on the field. He made a lot of plays inside when he played inside, too, so – I can see Diggs on one side, Sertan on one side, AB in the middle. So, man, I like I like them three corners right there, man. And that that immediately, if you had them three corners, the Cowboys' defense defense immediately got better, man. So, the offense is set. The offense maybe use an interior blocker here, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But but you got to get that defense right, man. You get Sertan, you're ready to go. All right, it's a good before, start. Before we get out of here, give me your sleeper in the entire draft. Oh, sleeper in the entire draft. Yeah. The guy who I think going going almost be like he should have went top five. He, I think, ooh, I'm going to say Kadarius Tony from Florida. The wide out from Florida. Harrison, we're going to get the, we're going to get the wide outs. We're going to get the wide outs on our next show. Uh, but Kadarius Tony. He's probably the shiftiest player in the draft. If he was to to fall and get to like Kansas City or somebody, oh man, it's gonna be problems, Harrison. Man, he got a dead <laughs> leg like no other. So Kadarius Tony, I think he's gonna end up being one of the top five players out this draft. Thank you for queuing that up. We'll be back with our preview for the C- DBs and wide receivers. This is Cole to the booth. That was the Keeps Top Ten and his quarterback previews. We'll see you guys next time.